can you hear us out there? Some nice, uh, relaxing um, Sunday afternoon music. Yes. yes, how's all the bell breakers doing? Are there are there any out there? Are you out there? Please say something. See some people say they see it. Um, let me see if I can pull it up on Facebook so I don't have to use my computer. I'll just use my phone. We are right in the freaking face of the sun. So if we look ridiculous, that is why. That's all right. Supposedly we are alive, so somebody raise your hand and let us know if that's actually true. Let's see. It looks like we are alive. Yeah, we got a hello we got a from Alan. We got a hello, Alan Gansimer. We are going to put the link for um, the Zoom chat here in comments on this video on Facebook in just a couple minutes, so... Um, just hang tight. We're just going to relax for a few more minutes. Just kind of chill to this Sunday afternoon music. It's nice outside. Yeah, it is. I think it's been hot as balls all day. Can we swear on live stream? Is that right? I think that's think allowed. So. All right, then it's hot as fuck out. <laughs> Not now, but it was. But I don't have AC in my house right now because there's still trash in my basement. So it's nicer out on the back patio than it is in here. That's good. I just came from the beach. How was the beach? It was nice. It wasn't busy at all. Water was a little cool, but it felt good. That's good. I don't even know what this music is. I just typed in copyright music, or non-copyright music, and started clicking through, and then this one just seemed to fit. So it's like five or six different songs pieced together. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm alright with it. I like it. Or it's like some artist. No, oh, that's over. That's sad. I know. Usually when we do this, we have like a soundtrack playing in the back. I know. That's okay. That's all right. We will uh, play us out on it, or maybe we'll have to listen to it again in a little bit. That works. I liked it. So as you can see, we are on our back patio, obviously. <laughs> and so you're going to get some background noise. Um, but yeah, that's okay. This yeah. is bonus content. Absolutely. This is your nature ambiance. Mm -hmm. You can hear the birds singing and... This morning Stop. I was sitting out here smoking, and there was a bird that was just squawking like ridiculously <laughs> loud. And so hopefully he doesn't pay us a visit, otherwise um, that might get obnoxious. I told you about the time I um, went out in my front yard, and there was a freaking turkey sitting in the tree <laughs> looking down at me. <laughs> That's freaking <laughs> the crap out of me. Awesome. <laughs> it was cool, but I was like, I hope that thing doesn't dive bomb no me. No shit. <laughs> I'm gonna turn my volume down on my phone so while I'm. Watching this live stream. There we go. That's a good tip. All we have is Alan so far. Alan's my brother-in-law. He comments mm. in every, quite often, actually. Very cool. So, where is everybody? Because we had a bunch of people saying how they were uh, interested in doing this with us. So, let's get them in here. We'll put out that Zoom chat link here once we get a few more people in. Yeah. And so, how are you doing today, Bill? Doing good, doing good. You know, got up and uh, uh, late, took the dog for a walk, and watched some TV with the kids, and then, like I said, we decided to go to the beach, and and then I was like, oh, shit, we got to get going. <laughs> I got a podcast. To I got a to. podcast to do. Exactly. <laughs> so, if you can hear us, make sure you let me know that um, there's audio here, because um, pretty sure there is, but... 
yeah. yeah, just let us know if we sound okay, if we're too loud or or what. So mm-hmm. um, then just feel free to chime in. Yeah. Get your friends let's, in here. Let's get, uh, get, to get the bullshit going. Yes, definitely. Bullshit. So you've been camping all week. I did. I went camping, left on. Well, we actually set up our tents on uh, Wednesday because they don't allow reservations at that campground. And I think there's a reason for that. The reason I'm pretty sure is so... They can force you to come out on Wednesday to save your spot and then pay for the next two freaking days. So instead of paying thirty-five dollars for the week, you pay or for the weekend, you pay seventy dollars for four days. And so Wednesday, I actually stayed out there before work. But then Thursday, we had an interview we had to record. So, oh, and yeah, and I think like everybody's been camping because from what I've seen, the campsites have been pretty sold out. Yeah, it was pretty filled up. We had uh, a neighbor whose dog got killed while we were on the float. We floated yesterday, and we got a phone call from um, my friend's mom stayed back to watch their dogs. And she called, and the first thing she says is, a dog got killed. That's not how you should preface that. You should preface Uh, it as somebody else's dog got killed. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) It's like your sole responsibility was the dogs, and you call and say, a dog got killed. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> not how you want to go into that with. No, not at all. And man, it hasn't rained in probably three weeks. I know. It's supposed to kick up the, uh, tonight, actually. It's supposed to snow the rest. Or, geez. Snow? <laughs> nope, not there yet. Thank God. <laughs> no, it's supposed to rain the rest of the week. Well, hopefully it holds off until we're done doing this because I got a little bit of shit out here. Hang on. I got to lean forward. They're kind of all screwed up. Okie dokie. Who do we got? Alan, are you still there? Because apparently nobody else wants to watch this. <laughs> so, some interesting stuff going on that's probably not going to make it onto the main episode because um, we did have an interview this week that went well over the hour we expected it to. It went almost, it was like an hour and 25 minutes. So, um, our first half, where we usually focus on like what's current events and stuff like that, is going to get cut short down right. to probably like 40, 45 minutes. So we won't be able to cover a ton. No. But, um, but the interview was really good. I mean, yeah. it was just yeah. oh, a lot yeah. of information. That's why, um, I mean, I could cut parts out and keep it down to that hour, but there's so mm. much there, and I don't want to, I want to give her the respect of um, keeping everything she had to say in there. So we'll just cut ourselves short, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we easily could have probably gone another 30, 45 minutes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it got to a point where it's just like, um, we're going to have to let you go because uh, <laughs> we have another. We don't, ha- we don't have a five-hour show here. <laughs> let's see. Um, one thing that's going on in the world is um, I had read a post on CNN that said that um, – Trump had mentioned the possibility of putting his face on Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what, what are your thoughts on that? I don't think they have enough orange spray paint to cover that. <laughs> Can you imagine, imagine the hair oh, that yeah. they put on that? Be the, the best the best hair mm-hmm. on any statue that anyone has ever seen ever. Say, that, that alone would take another mountain. <laughs> right. That would really piss off the... the the tribal nations yeah. up in that area. Holy I shit. Shipping rocks just to make his hair. 
Oh, good Lord. Hey, I'm trying to find you know, it, the, the part's not quite right. Uh, can can we redo this? Yeah. <laughs> now that hair looks too much like a like a toupee. Can you make <laughs> it look more like my my natural hair? Um, Actually, what they should do is just grow out some like some prairie grass right up on top, <laughs> and just kind of comb it over. Oh, that'd be awesome! More like some <laughs> straw. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. So I'm trying to find that article. It was CNN that posted it too. Yeah. So I I thought I saved it, but I'm not seeing it. I think you had it pulled up. One pulled up. Of yeah, it. I had one from uh, the Lancaster Courier, which I think is like a local paper. Mm-hmm. And um, let me see. Let me pull it up. Yeah, go for it. Pull it up. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Wow. Look at this. I mean, look at the sunshine on us. We look bizarre. We could, should have probably switched spaces because you look really white well, when I with set, the sun beating I on set you. this up like maybe an hour ago just to have it all ready to go. And I didn't look like this because the sun was up there an hour <laughs> ago. That's okay. Okay, so this is uh, from the Lancaster Courier. This is Trump tries to get South Dakota governor to add him to Mount Rushmore. Now, I, I feel like it's kind of, um, I don't know, a little misleading. Maybe it's a tongue-in-cheek statement that he that's, made. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. And they're blowing it out of Yeah, I think he do. just kind of said to, you know, the governor, like, hey, you know, that, that mountain's really cool. I'd, I'd like to get myself up on there. What do I need to do to get my face up there? You know, that type of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like... Um, I don't know. Somebody's like hits the the lottery. Like, oh wow, I'd really like to have a million bucks. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know, but of course it has all the uh, the everybody who doesn't like Trump in a rage now. Like, oh hell no, no no no, we don't need his face up there. What? How arrogant is that? Oh, Daniel Smolt is in the house. He says, "New phone? Who did?" <laughs> oh, he corrected it to dis better. Okay. Daniel Smolt is watching and waving. And waving, nice. All right, we're getting some people in here. Ben Wallace, my one of my friends from the Marines, is in, um, and he's waving. Um, let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and post that link up if people want to get in on the Zoom right. chat. Um, I'm gonna put on some of this happy-go-lucky music again while we're waiting because not everybody got to relax and chill with us. It's almost like Girl from Impanima. Not that. That's like elevator music. What are you talking about? I'm just joking. All right. Sending it through. Here we go. Boom. Send in the Zoom link. Relax with us. Smoking some cigars. What are you drinking, Bill? Are you drinking the Jameson or the the Evan? I got the Evans. Yeah, I got the Evan too, which Ben will appreciate because Ben's a big fan of the Evan. I got Ben into the oven when I lived with him in the barracks for six months or so. And now I think it's his go-to drink, if, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, to be honest, I, didn't, uh, I, mean, I enjoyed the whiskey on occasion, but uh, it wasn't until you and I started hanging out that I started drinking it more regularly. I have that effect on people. You do. Like, man, break away from all that other shit. Break away from your white claws and drink like a man. <laughs> drink some whiskey. So the link has been posted below in the comments. Um, click on that if you want to get into this uh, 
uh, live chat here and share your thoughts and share your hopes and dreams. I don't. I don't want to hear that. No, none okay. of that. All right. No, just your thoughts. <laughs> what are you smoking, Bill? You remember? Yeah, I got a, a authentic Cubano. Authentic? Was it made in Cuba? Probably not. <laughs> it's not really an authentic Cubano. I'm no, no, I've seen those Cuban cigars, and they're like, they're freaking huge. They're like freaking nine inches. And you get like, like some 90-year-old freaking... one with no teeth wrapping them. Yeah. There was a, I knew a waitress in Kansas City, and she used to always have a couple on her all the time. And uh, yeah, she looked like a pimp out there smoking a cigar at the bar. I think I'm smoking, I think you said it was the Romeo Julieta? Yeah. That was a good one. A little dry, though. Yeah, I'm surprised. That one's the newer of the two. I'm going to have to check my humidor. Anybody? Anybody want to uh, call in? Chime in. Otherwise, we're just going to keep on bullshitting. Yep, and we can keep going for a while. Yes. Did you see uh, that... um, the Sioux Nation was putting up checkpoints to uh, stop people uh, going to Sturgis. Yes, I saw that actually. Um, pull up that story. Let's get out of this uh, relaxing music because people need to hear us more than they need to hear the relaxing music. I hope you're all having a good Sunday and a good weekend, though. Yeah, it's been a beautiful outside. I don't know yeah. where everybody's chiming in from, but no, I know, I know. We got north. No, he's not in. He's in California now, and mm-hmm. then. Illinois and um, um, here in here in town. No, actually not here in town, but here in Iowa. So everyone hopefully is having good weather. Yeah, we hopefully, Jason Irons chiming in. Well, he's watching. I'm he's not sure who in, Jason watching. Irons even is, but that's cool. Hey, Jason, how's it going? Where are you hailing from, Jason? All right. Um. Yeah, let me pull up that Sturgis story because I don't know if you know this, but I'm a kind of a motorcycle fanatic. I knew that. Okay, just making <laughs> sure. Sturgis rally expects um, it says two hundred fifty thousand stirring virus concerns. Can't imagine why they'd be concerned. The Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe has said bikers and others headed to the annual South Dakota event will not be allowed through its highway checkpoint. Is there any way in without going through the, the Cheyenne or Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe territories? I don't know. It's a good question. I'm not. Uh, I'm not real familiar with it. Says so Sturgis is on. The message has been uh, broadcast across social media. South Dakota, which has seen an uptick in coronavirus infections in recent weeks, braces to host hundreds of thousands of bikers for the 80th edition of the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. More than 250,000 people are expected to rumble through western South Dakota, seeking the freedom of cruising the the boundless landscape in a state that has skipped lockdowns. The August 7th to 16th event, which could be the biggest anywhere so far, the pandemic will offer businesses that depend on the rally a chance to make up for losses caused by coronavirus. So they're hoping to... uh, kind of boost the economy up there through with Sturgis is one thing yeah. they don't want to shut down because that's their obvious bread and butter biggest thing of the year yeah and I was I was proud to hear that Sturgis was still on because uh, I yeah. know um uh, somebody had mentioned like 
curiosity about Burning Man, and so I looked into it and saw that they're not doing it this year. No, Burning Man's probably quite a bit more liberal than yeah. uh, Sturgis is, uh, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> However, tourists heading to the rally will not be allowed through the tribal checkpoints on the Cheyenne River Sioux Reservation. Regulation is part of the tribe's COVID-19 prevention policies, which may change as the pandemic improves or worsens, according to the Rapid City Journal. The reservation is about 100 east of Sturgis. just says 100. It doesn't say hmm. miles, feet, um, inches, knots, nautical miles. It just says the reservation is about 100 east of Sturgis. Okay. So, so I if guess you're coming from the east side, you're probably gonna have to go through it. If you're coming like west or whatever, you probably can so you slip in. Probably have to take the long route if you're coming from this side of them. Yeah, but it's just a hundred, just so you know. So nothing to worry there. Not ninety nine, just a hundred east. Okay. okay. <laughs> I feel like journalism is a failing. Oh yeah. Thing anymore? There's no proofreading. Oh yeah. There's no. Like spell check or anything, it's just no or fact check even. No, we just throw shit on paper or on on yeah. a screen. And I mean, when you were in school, would they have allowed you to say stuff like that? <laughs> just a hundred east. <laughs> uh, Daniel commented, uh, <laughs> "There are viruses far worse than COVID." And everyone at Burning Man already has them. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely 100% true. It is. <laughs> so that leads to my question. We played, every time I go camping with this group of friends that I camped with this weekend, we always end up playing inappropriate game of Would You Rather. Oh, really? Yep. So, I'm just going to ask you the one that I asked <laughs> there. <I'm, laughs> do I have to answer? <laughs> Would you rather mm -hmm. get coughed on by somebody that is 100% COVID positive or have sexual relations with a woman that has five different STDs? That's an easy one. <laughs> I'd take a straight-up cough to the face. Sneeze. <laughs> flemmy sneeze yeah, on the face. Yeah, hawk one and spit it in my eye. I, I don't care, man. But well, the, the person I asked that question to um, actually said that he'd take the STDs because what? you can always get a penicillin shot for that. Uh, do you not remember the videos from high school? <laughs> the cauliflower-looking right, stuff? Right. No, Ugh. no, no. That, I don't mess with that area, Ugh. man. No. None of that. None no. of that. We still got nobody chiming in to participate. Dan... Daniel Smolt, chime in, get on this Zoom meeting, because I um, haven't talked to you in a while, and I actually have a question for you because you're ignoring my phone calls. So call in, and I'll ask you. <laughs> anyway, so um, I failed to finish that article. It says earlier this, oh, um, earlier this year, the tribe checkpoints on the state and federal highway resulted in South Dakota's Republican governor, Christy Noem threatening legal action against Cheyenne River and then asking President Donald Trump to intervene. Oh, Again, we, we've talked about this before, that um, when the treaties were are signed, no, I don't know about this area here, but at least for Mount Rushmore, um, they were supposedly sovereign rule over the territory. So yeah. you can't really threaten legal action if a treaty says that they have right. the right to the final say. Yeah, it's yeah, they're they're sovereign land. Um I don't know how I feel about that because I you know, I've been a supporter of, of her um just because she's kind of been, you know, really st 
like stand to her guns. Um, right. And she's one of those be like, you know, no, this is this is, you know, South Dakota. We don't want the government here. But the fact that she's kind of tapping the president for that, I, I don't I don't really like that. No, no. Um, the more federal involvement, kind of the worst things tend to be sometimes, especially today and age. Yeah, but I could definitely see her being one tap for a VP yep. next go around. Yeah, so. absolutely. Hmm. But we'll see. We will see what happens. Did um, Joe Biden ever announce his VP yet? <laughs> no, no, he's still smelling her. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's going to pick Donald Trump as his VP. <laughs> he might, or Barack Obama. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I don't think we ever talk, have talked yet about um, the the Bidenisms that have come out this week. Mm, yeah, there's been some good ones. Yeah, there was... It was the African American? I think I don't know what um, what news site was he with. Was oh. it CNN? Yeah, because it wasn't that. That's Don Lemon. Okay, is it? that who yeah. it was? Who asked him? He's like, "Have you taken a cognitive test?" Because that's what all the Republicans are saying, screaming against you. Is you you should take a cognitive test and blah blah blah. Yeah. And first he's saying, uh, "Well, he, um, Don Lemon was like because you." said you've taken a, several of them and blah 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 and and have you taken and so biden's like no man i haven't taken no cognitive desk come on man <laughs> yeah i love how he addresses come on man come on man that's like me asking you if you've taken a test for cocaine yeah <laughs> me asking if you are you a junkie <laughs> yeah and it's like if i was done i'd be like <laughs> What? Yeah. He took it like a champ, what? though. Yeah, he just kept rolling with it because yeah. obviously CNN isn't going to call Joe Biden racist on no, live TV. No, no. Yeah, that no, that's uh, yeah, that's a good one. I wonder if he thinks he sounds cool when he's just, come hey, on, man, man. Hey, come on, man. man. Trying to get in with that uh, yeah. black culture, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's then, like when Hillary said that she keeps the hot sauce in her purse. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, then in another interview, or that was like brought up earlier. I don't know if it was this week, but it was brought up to attention this week. He was like, unlike the African Americans, uh the Latino is a very um like diverse culture. Yeah. <laughs> with right. very diverse like thoughts and stuff. So basically yeah. saying every black person is exactly the same and thinks exactly the same. Yeah. Which <laughs> is why he can get away with saying things like if you doubt whether or not you're going to vote for me, you're not really black. Because all black people think the same. They're all the same. Right. They're all going to vote for me. Yeah. He, can, he just is so plugged in. He's on that wavelength, you know, and that's why he can use the word, hey, man. Hey, man. Come on, man. Hey, man, black people are all the same, man. <laughs> Let's yeah. see. Nobody's commenting. That's all right. We will just keep rolling until you guys decide to jump in on this. Yeah. Get in this chat now. I saw a couple people. They must be busy because they had said that they'd be interested. Um, when I did the kind of test test run, yeah, what we, was it, Thursday night? Yes. And so I need those people to show up because apparently the people listening now are too scared to get their faces on a live stream. Oh, no. Not going to call you a bunch of pussies, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mostly. And if the diaphragm fits. <laughs> Ooh, damn. <laughs> so, what else we got going on in the world that we won't get covered this week? Oh, man. There's a good one, but I want to save it. 
The, so. Car- the Cardinals still have not returned to the baseball field because more people tested positive. I mean, they were planning on coming back, I think, today or tomorrow, and then they got another positive test, and so um, the Pirates, they were playing the Pirates again. That's the only, well, that's not entirely true. That's the only team they've won against this year. Hmm. Um, that was the first team they played. And the Pirates said, hey, we're not traveling to St. Louis because... And so that whole series has been canceled. Okay. Which, and then they also... Um, um, <laughs> um, they also said that the uh, Field, of Green, Dave, uh, Field of Dreams game is canceled. And that's uh, the one that was going to be uh, up in... Uh, uh, where is that? Here, not Dubuque. Uh, in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Up at the Field of Dreams. At the Field yes. of Dreams, Iowa. <laughs> yes, that's the one. That's the one. And I know we both talked about that one. So Yeah, and I was wanting to find tickets for it. Um, Alan chimed in and says, I can chat, but watching kids, I can't Zoom with kids. That is a bunch of crap. I got kids, too. I just lock them in their bedrooms. <laughs> Throw them some meat. and <laughs> Yes, put a bowl of water on the floor. There you go. Oh, they're good. I mean, I I do crack the window because it's a little warm in there. <laughs> yeah, and there's no air, so that's nice of you. Just kidding. Chime in though in the comments, Alan, if you if you're interested. Um, we'll read them off as we go. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just gonna keep on keeping on. Yep. I did see Michelle Obama has uh, said that she is experiencing a a mild depression, mostly because of Trump. Michelle? Yes, Michelle. What did I see recently about Michelle? Mm. Shit, what was it? And I was just like, oh, dear God, no. Well, first of all, she's starting a podcast, apparently. Who? Yeah, you showed me that. How yeah. many of y'all want to raise your hand if you want to hear Michelle Obama do a podcast and how interested you would be? Nobody raised their hand. Just let the record show. Nobody raised their hand. No, I, I didn't raise my hand either. <laughs> Let's see. Well, this says... Michelle Obama, Bernie Sanders, and John Kasich expected to join forces for the first night of the DNC. And John Kasich's a Republican. He was the governor of Ohio. What the hell is he doing now? That against, probably that against Trump. That's my guess, yeah. I, I think he was one of those that's like, you know, if Trump's elected, you're, you're, you're going to destroy the country. Yeah. So Michelle Obama is doing something big at the DNC. Is there any, like, maybe... Theories of what might be going down with um, Uncle Joe and his off-the-rocker statements. Uh, she's always been a rock star for Democrats, so. Everyone would die for the chance to get um, Barack back in. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine if she was the VP? And then she comes out as the first um, trans president. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Most, no. <laughs> maybe. Kind of. Maybe. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who are we going to piss off tonight? Well, Who's it going to um, be? So, Alan says, uh, let's see. Uh, I did hear they are starting today to tear down the Dyersville Stadium. There we go. It's in Dyersville, Dyersville. Iowa. Well, they're tearing it down? I guess what so. What a waste of freaking money. Yeah. I thought they were going to keep it up and, like, maybe do other events there. Well, they should have. I mean, at least postpone the game. So... I don't understand why you tear it down. Like, you could do other sport events there. Maybe even get, like, a um, AAA team to play on that field or something. Right. Do, like, the else. high school World Series or college World oh, Series there cool. or something. That would be or do sweet. do, like, um, NCAA yeah. Series. Or could you imagine, like, um, 
Little League World Series there, man, that kids would be like, they especially sh- Midwestern kids. Absolutely. Or, or just leave it up for the, the ghost to play there. And we right. can go sit right. and watch that. Dude, I'm so upset about the sun right now. Yeah, it is like beating on us. Let's see if we can. No, what the hell? My battery is running low. How is that possible? Probably because I didn't plug it in. Here, you keep talking. I'm going to plug my battery in. Okay, I will keep talking. So, uh, Alan says they're going to rebuild it uh, for next year. So, that still seems like a waste of resources. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I was actually looking forward to that game. I mean, I'm not a big baseball guy, but I thought that would be a cool game to go see. Yeah, you know, my grandpa is a Brewers fan, and uh, I used to listen to the games with him on the radio. That tells you how old I, I am. Uh, actually, how I started getting into baseball was listening on the radio. Yeah. I don't know if I, I think I've told this story. Maybe I haven't, but I'll tell it again because, Please because do. I can. Um, so when I got out of high school, I worked a summer at this factory, like a machine shop, um, and so I worked, like, one machine all the time. So I was always stationary in the same spot. And there was a setup guy, and the way setup guys work is um, they had to go machine to machine machine. <clears throat> and this was before the days of, like, mobile devices and earbuds. So you had to rely on these antique things called radios. Yes, I think I remember those. You remember radio? It was, like, it's kind of like an iPod. It had built-in speakers in it. It was like a Bluetooth speaker minus the Bluetooth, and it transmitted magically um, from, like, these big towers into these magic boxes. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, this this guy was a Cardinals fan, and one day he just – it was probably the start of the season. So he, so the Cardinals are not your family's team? No, my family doesn't do baseball They don't do baseball. Okay, gotcha. I'm the only baseball fan in my family. Okay. Um, so, um, one day he brings in – his radio and plops it down on the the freaking desk next to my machine and turns on the game and he says, "Every time I come back around, you need to give me an update on what's going on with this game." And so I did, and I did a pretty good job, I thought. And so the next day, same thing, on and on and on for the entire season, he would bring his radio in and I would listen to the game and every time he'd walk by, I would give him an update on what inning it was, what was going on, who did what and um, this was 2004, and I remember he told me, he's like, you know what, um, if the Cardinals make it to the World Series this year, I'm buying you tickets. Mm. The Cardinals made it to the World Series that year, no but shit. I moved away before then. Uh, I would have held off moving. <laughs> oh, we got, we got Daniel trying to get in on this chat. Um, if you don't know who Daniel is, he's kind of a, he's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, he, um, he, he's my brother. My baby brother. Really? Uh, I thought he was the older hello? brother. Hello. Daniel. No, he's my baby brother. Daniel, we cannot hear you. Daniel. Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I, I, I gotcha. You. Gotcha. Hang on. Keep talking. I'm going to make sure you're not too loud. Hey. How's it going, everyone? Why do you sound like such a perv? Welcome <laughs> to uh, uh, my love segment. With me, <laughs> call in with your questions, and I will give you relational r- relationship <laughs> advice on how to best navigate the rough. Oh, who you remind me of? of relationships. Who you remind me of? Do you um have you ever watched uh, Parks and Recreation? 
Yes. The the NPR sounding guy <laughs> that's like, welcome to such and such with such and such. I'm sitting in for... Welcome back to Break the Bell podcast. Uh, I'm s- number one place for naps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your... your Temporary host sitting in for Dan, who is on location, sitting in for me at my show in uh, Alito, <laughs> Illinois. What yeah. is up, Dan? Nothing. What's up? What's I going was on? told to join, and yeah. I yeah. did. Okay. So, uh, what, well, the sun went down. You can see us now. I'm not glowing. Mm, still pretty pale, but well, that's just not my ghostly. natural colors. <laughs> It's just me normally. I'm familiar. Oh, Dan, 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 Dan the man. Hey, this is my brother Dan, if you don't know. He's um also the host of the uh System of a Down. Is that what it is? System is Down podcast. What are you doing? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you are the host of the System is Down podcast. What is the System is Down podcast? Uh, the System is Down podcast is a podcast that I do, and it can be found on the internet. All right. Anywhere Al Gore made it available. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we talk about things, <laughs> people, and places. Very nice. good. Very nice. good. Nice plug. Thank you. Um, he is also, he is also um, if, you, if you actually watch all the way through our episode and don't just watch like, because uh, I can see YouTube's analytics and our average like viewership is like seven minutes long on average. So if you make it past that seven minutes and make it to the halfway point, we always do a promo plug for our sponsor, goulashmedia.net. And um, Dan, you are the face and the balls behind the body, the, the body. entire Between- enchilada. Everything between everything between the face and balls too of uh, goulash media. and beyond. What do you got going on these days? I don't want don't 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 do too much because oh my question was are you coming on our show next week? That's what I want. Coming to on your show it. this week. This turns out. <laughs> well, are you coming on our show next week though? I'm here now. That, so that much I can confirm. Anything <laughs> beyond that. I can neither confirm nor deny. So maybe we should just talk about what we were going to talk about. <laughs> I, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> no, we'll talk about like what you do and stuff. I want to get you on and talk politics later. I'm down. Um, we, also, just so you know, I do have an interview that I'm doing for my podcast called The System is Down, which can be found on the internet in about 20 minutes. And I'll have to get ready for that here shortly. That's cool. Let's just stick around for a bit. Um, so you've been primarily because you kind of got... Involved with Vermin Supreme's campaign, um, and then subsequently got involved with Joe Jorgensen's uh, campaign yes. as well. So, yes. did you draw that? I did. That's beautiful. That was You're impressive. just great at everything. I know. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, just just tell it. How did you get involved with all this shit, like with Vermin? I'll give you the abridged version now, and then when I come on and we rant about it, we can okay. do longer. But uh, the abridged version is right before COVID struck, I went to the Illinois convention. Um, I had been following Vermin's uh, funny satire campaigns for years, and like just sporadically. And I met him out of Porkfest the year before. And uh, so I was like, you know, this guy's running seriously. 
um, but I don't really, I, I'm not buying it yet. And so I just went and I saw him in the debates. He blew my mind. I was like, holy shit, this guy is on a, a completely different level. Um, long story short, I started doing videos for him, uh, which then his campaign team brought me on to do videos for them regularly, which was mostly just for the the fun of it. Because, I mean, to be able to say that you worked on a Vermin Supreme campaign for president is a pretty cool thing to have on your resume, right. whether you get paid or not. And uh, it was a lot of fun. They basically let me do what I want. And that um, Spike Cohn was Vermin's running mate. He got in uh, the VP slot with Joe Jorgensen in the presidential slot. And so he's kind of brought me into that stuff. And I've been doing work for her since then. Sure. That's cool. <clears throat> um, so I, I know we have several viewers and listeners that are, if not libertarians, are libertarian leaning. And I've seen them actually share around um, different spike videos and different joe videos without knowing possibly at all that i did that um, that you did that and you're mm -hmm. connected to me so it's interesting when i see somebody from the other side of the country share it that i know and it's just like hey um i know who made that so um yeah it's pretty crazy and surreal because like i these ads are going to be played on fox and on like broadcast oh, networks and shit and it's literally just <clears throat> me making things that excite me to help push the message and they're like okay here's some money and also we're putting you all over the place i'm like can't okay. that. Yeah, it's no. had its ups and downs for sure but uh, it's been uh great especially since all my weddings for the summer moved to next year <laughs> yeah so yeah that worked out well <laughs> oh yeah like everyone's like we're not getting married because covid might infect us all but mm -hmm. so um can you just not do our video this year you're probably like yeah. yes <laughs> yes i that yes that's perfect exactly uh yeah th this campaign has made it like if this campaign didn't pick me up mm -hmm. i would have found something else but uh i probably would have just been like hustling selling bad logo designs to crappy podcasts ah, <laughs> fair enough <laughs> that's that's a nice plug too hypothetically <laughs> hypothetically <laughs> yes and if you would like to see those designs you can check them out at no, no, <laughs> oh man 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 oh man so do you even have time for your podcast with all this stuff going on nope uh the reason i'm doing one in 20 minutes is because i have nothing for tomorrow like wow. i used to <laughs> put up uh the image for the new episode every like wednesday or thursday for the week before and there's you may have noticed there's been not that much movement there because all my episodes are like <laughs> recorded immediately before they go out at the moment because i just haven't had any time juggling all these projects so so you want to give us a sp special preview of uh the inside scoop of who you're interviewing for tomorrow yeah he's a guy you may have heard of you might be familiar with him mm -hmm. you may have uh found yourself coming in contact with him in the past it is uh, the one and only remzo martinez oh i've oh, never nice. heard of remzo martinez who is he <laughs> <laughs> oh he's this brown guy he's been on my show uh about 20 times and he's always my go-to when i just need some diversity right yeah nice he's your token brown guy <laughs> actually he hit me up this time you usually it's to like interview him as you know about like his books and his shows and stuff yep, but right he hit me up recently we've been talking about doing because we did a bonus show for a long time the would you rather wednesday thing which we're still planning on doing again mm -hmm. but hasn't worked out but uh he hit me up to because he wanted to chat about the mandela effect and i was like that's completely out of left field and i am very down let's do it definitely <laughs> well 
I don't know if we sparked it in him, but we definitely, in bonus content specifically, when we had him on, um, we did a bonus episode. I, I can't remember if it was our bonus episode or if it was when we went on his show and his bonus episode. We ventured down a rabbit trail that we had no intention of getting into, and it's just like, Yes. What the nice. fuck? And just like we just kept getting deeper and deeper. So yeah, it's probably a good thing Remzo quit politics because he's got more to offer in the world. Yes. And uh, definitely digging into like cults and ghosts and conspiracies right. and crap. It's like that's stuff way more that we actually care politics. about. <laughs> stuff that yeah. we actually care about. Exactly. So yeah, um, definitely uh, check that out tomorrow if he ever gets done with that recording tonight. Yeah. Um, we're just going to keep you as long as possible. So when mm-hmm. we had Remzo on, um, actually when we were on his show, he had just gotten done with having a storm blow a tree through his house. So maybe maybe something will happen like that for you. Nice. Yeah, nice. And you were, you were down at the, uh, the Libertarian Convention, right? I was. Yeah? Um, I was in Orlando. How was that? It was hot. Is it exciting? Was the convention like? It's mostly just hot. Yeah, really hot. Did you get? Um, it actually, uh, it was weird. It's like it's the first time I've ever been to Florida, and it was literally landing at an airport, driving to a hotel slash conference center, and I did not leave the hotel slash conference center until I got back into the car to drive to the airport. So I saw nothing of Florida except for this walkway in between the two buildings, where it was hot as hell. But uh, it was cool. I was supposed to be a delegate i was supposed to be involved in the voting and the actual stuff but i was there to film joe and spike and there was literally zero seconds of downtime for me to actually sit and figure out what the hell i'd be voting on if i were to vote so that was so i know you only probably have a couple more minutes but uh, i did see somebody had commented on one of the libertarian sites that um aside from videos which all applause to you um this person has seen live like uh, speeches from Joe, and she just doesn't seem that exciting. Um, I I don't want you to like like get fired or anything. Perjure myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you think there's? I mean, there's a way to excite more people about Joe. Besides, I mean, are the videos gonna cut it, or um, is there some, what else can she do to like really get people excited for it? It's not my job. <laughs> I'm just saying from um, from your standpoint from what you've yeah. seen. Uh she does uh, I don't know. She lacks charisma is the only thing. Like she's her policies and her talk points and everything, I agree with her on almost everything and uh I can certainly sleep at night knowing that I would be voting for her if I were mm-hmm. to do that, which is currently the plan. Um she just yeah she she does lack the excitement a little bit i'm not sure how to change that i'm not sure how to make um <clears throat> a grandma have more charisma <laughs> like she's right. literally a grandmother and a psychologist and uh right. they're not those types of people aren't necessarily right. known for being the most you know energetic attention grabbing from a crowd um i think that there's of... a chance if they if she got on the debate stage there's a chance that she could you know, turn some heads because there's actually uh, an adult of any kind in the room who is right still has their wits about them. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, she wasn't my first choice, but I, I support her. Is I, I, I would love to, to see her it. on the debate stage with Biden, Trump, oh and God. Kanye. She'd be the only one to make sense <laughs> out of any of it. So, um, 
Have you did did you hear any of the stuff the Joe Bidenisms that came out this yes. week about yes. him? Uh, asking I have a question. The, I have a question for you. Yes, I heard the the. the I'm not going to say them. I want to say them in a comedic way, but then somebody will spin that into me saying the things, and I am wrong for saying the exact same thing that Joe Biden said, right. but they don't call him out it. But uh, I, I heard about the diversity issues and right all, we are, all the before fun before you came on we already we already told everybody what those were so yeah they, they've uh, heard it, biden so. just turns on his webcam and immediately shoves his foot directly into his mouth like <laughs> and he doesn't even realize it's happening when it's happening he no, thinks absolutely. he's making a lot of sense to everybody and then um, he says and then he finishes it with come on man <laughs> come on man are you some sort of junkie you a junkie like, <laughs> That's great. The, That's great. The thing is, that answer was given to the question about his mental cognizance. Right. 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 And then he goes on a rant about calling the CNN guy a junkie. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah so exactly. that's a no. That's a no. Then, eh? Okay. Do I? Do I mean? Do I look like I need a, a cognitive test, man? <laughs> it depends. Um, what are the next five words out of your mouth? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, you do then. Yep, okay. Yep, absolutely. That's what you chose to go with. <laughs> 100% need a cognitive test. <laughs> so Alligan. I have a question for you real quick. Um, I was I got into this discussion recently with somebody uh, actually earlier today. Um, do you think that any debate will happen? I'm leaning towards the odds as excited as I would be for it. The odds of Donald Trump and Joe Biden being in a room together for a debate, I think, are extremely slim because no. I think that they're going to blame COVID for the fact that they don't yeah. want people. They do not want him to stand side by side next to Donald Trump and answer these questions, oh, absolutely. Well, even kinda, if he has the answers pre-scripted for them. He yeah. will not well, stick to kind of the, the viewpoint that people are giving right now. And I heard this, I think, on Quite Frankly podcast um, is that. They're kind of given the the Biden people are kind of given this standpoint of we're not even going to dignify Trump with the right. the benefit of uh, debating him. It's like that right. doesn't make you look better well, than them. That makes it look like yeah. You're I think that's the way they're framing the fact that they want yeah. Joe Biden to keep his mouth shut as long yeah. as possible because right now they have a warm body that is not mm -hmm. Trump, and that is all they're going off of. That is well, literally their entire platform. This narrative being built now where a couple reporters and celebrities have come out and say, you know what, debates are overrated anyways. So they're trying to build that now. All of a sudden, say these, yeah. uh, you know, the news organizations that put on the debates, they're now like, now we were kind of a joke anyway. Yeah. Like, we don't want Biden coming on. It never solved right. anything. We, we beneath we, him. We predicted, if anything, they're going to um, somehow uh, mount a an iPad of Joe Biden to a Segway scooter, a remote control like Segway scooter and roll it onto the stage. And they're like going it. to, it's going to be like a deep fake video. It's going to have Obama speaking. I was going to say the him. same. Yeah. And they're going to translate thing. through Biden's voice. Yeah. I'm not even going to use Biden's voice. It's going to just be Obama's <laughs> voice. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a black guy's voice for Nobody sure. Nobody will even uh, care. That's the only way to get through this. So Beto commented on your Joe stuff. He said, Beto Renteria, you know him. Yeah. Um, he said, me personally, she needs to connect with Mrs. Institute. I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? Mises. Mises. Mises Institute. The Ron Paul family, Thomas Massey, Tom Woods Jr., Jr. et cetera. Is that just the people? I'm assuming that means that's who she should get involved with and, like, get on their shows and stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think getting on more libertarian shows is going to help her get on the debate stage. Um, no, the Mises Caucus and the Mises guys are cool, but, uh, hey, my wife's here. Hi, Kayla. <coughs> 
Kayla. And that means that we're about to do another episode. But uh, the Mises guys are cool, but I don't think that hey, would there. further much. All right, we got to go talk to Remzo. All, so, right, thank, all right, thanks a lot. Tell Remzo, tell Remzo we said hi. Definitely. Thanks for coming in. Yep. See you, Dan. Will do. All right, Bye. we'll see you later. All right, Be- Beto, if you want to get in and talk a little more about this, um, the the link is in the comments here. Um, if not, just let us know more of what you're asking. I'm assuming, like I said, get into like those debates that he was talking about and get in um, some of these other shows. But I agree kind of with what Dan's saying. is, I think, obviously, she already has the libertarian people. Right, yeah. So um, she needs to somehow reach the rest of the world because when i was on our float yesterday um they were talking about how ridiculous freaking biden and trump is and mm-hmm. we don't have any good options and i was like what they're like what are you, you gonna who are you gonna vote for i was like i'm voting for joe and they're like joe biden i was like no oh, joe jorgensen they're like mm. who yeah and that's always been the problem unfortunately though they're just there's not the exposure there you know so it's like reaching out to the um reaching out to those that are not in the know of libertarian i mean I'm sure there's many people you could talk to, and they'd be like, Libertarian Party? What's that? Mm. You know? Right. So. Yeah, I I went to a um, birthday party, my kid's birthday party, I think. You might have been there. And, yeah, it was my kid's birthday party. You were there. Okay. And my in-laws had no idea oh, yeah. what that, because. I remember you telling me about that. Dan was at the convention at the time. That's why he mm-hmm. couldn't make the birthday party. Thanks a lot. My, my, my daughter appreciates your priorities there. But, uh, um. Um, so his wife showed up, Kayla showed up and they kind of asked where he was. And she said, I said he was at the libertarian convention. They were like, what's the libertarian party? Mm. They had no freaking clue even what the libertarian party was. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of had an explanation. Um, I couldn't give as much detail as like somebody like Dan would be able to, because I'm not as invested in the party. Mm -hmm. I believe a lot of things libertarians believe, but I'm not invested so far far into the party so um yeah but i think without spreading more knowledge mainstream of and i think it's getting around more because like i said a lot of people that i talk to on facebook that get involved with the show are libertarian leaning now when i never would have guessed back when i knew them Mm -hmm. um that they would be that way and so i think it's getting around more but they're still Probably 90% of the people that don't even know who the Libertarian Party is. So you're not going to get the votes yeah. if you don't know who the what the party is. And, and that's, you know, unfortunate with social media and technology being, you know, the ability to reach people, you know, that you haven't been able to reach before. Um, you know, I think the younger generation is more a- apt to drift towards the Libertarian Party, whereas some of the old people, not older, that, uh, you know, they're more of the tried and true, you know, vote blue, vote red. They're not going to venture off because they feel like it's a it's a waste of a vote. Just so, and I was going to say that I was just getting ready to say, just so you know, a waste voting for a libertarian is not a wasted vote. It is. It's not. Yes, it takes away. Whether you say the worst of two evils, like Trump's the worst of two evils, or Biden's the worst of two evils, they're both evil. They're both horrible, horrible candidates. Yeah. So and voting, <laughs> voting on and the other on a third party is not a wasted vote. Yes. Even if, let's say even if there's no chance that Joe Jorgensen gets, and and that we they've said this for years and years and years, if she has no way of getting the election, the more people that vote for her this year just gives more credence and more leverage 
to the ne- in the next election right. for the Libertarian Party. So let's say she gets 20% of the vote, which would be huge for mm-hmm. a third party. Huge. That would be more leverage to get them on stage for debates the next time around. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. So, And then more people would have heard about the Libertarian Party. And what are the freaking uh, requirements for getting on the, the debate stage? Because I think if there's a third party... A major third party like that, they should just be on the debate stage. It's Absolutely. just ridiculous that right. they're not allowed. Yeah, it's not like you know the Green Party or you know the Communist Party. I mean, it's a viable party that's always got you know at least what five percent of the vote. Right, and so. even if it is the Communist Party, get them on the stage. Well, yeah, who, absolutely. Who gives that, a shit? That's what I say. Give people their options. Put everybody up there. You know, even if it's you know Joe Blow from the the Furby. You know, party, get them up there and, and at least let people make a decision. You know, I've not heard of the Furby party. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look into this. I hope it's not a thing. <laughs> what are their What are their views? I'm not sure. You want to know? Let's see, um, let's see. Like how something, like how did did didn't maybe Dan's quality. Dan's quality do it before? Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Specify what you mean because I I don't understand, um, but yeah, um, like I said, that was my brother Dan. He's with the System Is Down podcast. Check him out tomorrow, especially if you liked our interview with Remzo and you like to dig more into like the conspiracy stuff. You like the Mandela effect stuff if you've heard of it. Um, if you don't know what that is, that's like the whole theory that like say big example is. Berenstain Bears. You remember Berenstain Bears? Yeah, we talked about that. Well, the big example is, um, like, I remember Berenstain Bears being spelled S-T-E-I-N. Yes, I remember that. And most people do. Yes. But if you go back and look it up now, it's S-T-A-I-N, like a stain on your shirt or right. a stain on civilization. Um, not the Jewish Berenstain Bears that yeah. I remember them to be. They were Jewish? Well, that's Berenstein. I mean, that's the most Jewish name you could probably come up with. Okay. And they, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, that's what I'm saying. Um, so this if is, you want. Oh, how did, how did Dan Quill do it before? Dan Quill? I don't know. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, well, Dan Quill ran, was vice president for Bush, but I don't think that's what we're talking about. He's talking about. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know how he did it. I'm not that educated. I'll look it up though, and maybe get back to you on that. Um, there was a um, let's see, this was something I pulled up from. Um, it was uh Charlemagne the God's site, and I thought it was interesting. It was a um. It was a quote from um, Uncle Ruckus from Boondocks. Have you ever watched Boondocks? I've watched Boondocks Saints. Okay, no, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) This is a a show about a kind of family that lives uh, kind of down in the ghetto, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's a popular um, uh, cartoon. Anyways, uh, he says, I'm conflicted on Kanye. Yeah, he's a darkie. I'm not saying this. This is a quote from Charlemagne the God. <laughs> yes, another black person. But he's so an he outside the outside the the darky box thinker, which I respect. Do I believe two or three percent of Negroes are dumb enough to vote for him and swing the election to Trump? 
Absolutely. And for that reason alone, he has my support. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. Of course, that's the same show that Biden came on and said, said if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Right. So. I got Beto chiming in. He is from the um, Thought and Conduct podcast. So I'm going to let him in here. So let's hang tight. I wish we had our... Like, oh, Ross Perot. Yeah, that's true. Ross Perot did do a... Um, they get on the debate stage with Bush, and I think he had enough money to do it. Beto! Are you smoking, Beto? Hello? Hello, can you hear us? It says he's still connecting to audio. Oh, okay. We'll give it a second. Smoking something, I'm curious now. Or vaping, maybe, which I haven't vaped in. Since summer hit, because smoking just seems more like a summer event. Can you hear us, Beto? Oh, it's still saying you're connecting. What is going on? Uh, give it a sec. Give it a sec. All right. Are you in? Can you hear us? It says you're muted, so unmute yourself. You are muted, sir. Should be a mic button at the bottom of the left, bottom left screen if you're mousing over. Ooh, this is my son's computer, okay. so <laughs> he's got Fortnite pictures on it. Still muted. I wonder if I can unmute you. Oh, there you are. Can you hear us? Okay. Hey. Okay. Are you smoking? Are the feds watching? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll just say you're in the great state of Illinois. Yes. Um, how you guys doing? Good. It's We're been a good. while. It's probably been, what, two years since I came on your show for a little bit? Honestly, the last time you were on was two years ago, and that topic we discussed was exactly what everyone is memeing about, is child trafficking, sex cults, and uh, pedophiles. Oh, <laughs> so it, it just comes it, shows, uh, just, it just shows how far ahead, not us specifically, <laughs> but just, just the topics and the discussion we were Right. Going over really just showed how far ahead we were. And now that everyone's talking about it, I think it's time that, you know, people should talk about aliens or something like that. Right. No shit. That that's five, ten years ago. Let's talk about aliens and UFOs. Since we spin off the pedophiles, let's talk about stopping the next the next great threat, which is aliens, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> it's interesting how that comes around. And what's really interesting is probably a month ago, I reached out to somebody who worked for a sex trafficking organization. This was before all this stuff was really coming. I mean, the, the this was right after Ghislaine Maxwell got arrested, so it was just kind of becoming a thing again. And I re reached out to her, and I was like, hey, come on the show and just educate us a little. And she's like, well, I'm not going to, but I know this person who runs this organization that would come on it. And so we scheduled this out over a month ago, and um, that's slated to release this week on Wednesday. And... It just happened. All this shit started like blowing up in this last week, and it's just interesting how um, we're just kind of like you said, we kind of hitting the nail on the head with the topic beforehand, and so um, yeah, it just has its way of coming back around in the news. So, um, you got any any new information on like the Maxwell stuff or anything like that? Honestly, if you want my personal opinion on what I think is going to happen, I think nothing will come out of this. I think she's just – Epstein's dead, mm -hmm. and 
she is not charged for these for child abuse. I had Gary J. Byrne on my show, former Secret Service to Clinton and Bush 40, what would he have been, 41, 42, George H.W. Bush. And he was on trial during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. And I asked him about why are the charges perjury? And he says, well, it could accumulate to, you know, she could get a heavy sentence with perjury. I mean, lying to the government, these are the big boys. You never lie to the big boys. Right. But the big boys aren't charging her on the crimes that Epstein did. And Epstein Mm. is now dead. She's now going to be locked up. Her father was killed very, you know, mysteriously in a lake. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and, and, and I'm just drawing a blank here, but even he he was killed suspiciously in '91. Yeah, and not- and we're supposed to believe, oh, Ghislaine is going to spill the beans, and each each article is saying, oh, she's going to spill the beans, spill the beans, spill the beans. Right. If that's true, she would be dead by now. But here we are oh, holding our holding ourselves to the truth here we are being like QAnon fucks excuse my language but just saying oh good. she's gonna spill the beans spill the beans and that's just my personal opinion because look at where we are now right and i, and, I, mean, I don't want to say specifically but like i'm in a county where we can be charged not yet but they're talking about it our mayor is going to charge us if we don't follow the mass mandate requirement the mass mandates once you get i'm not fit for anti-mass but we're going to be charged $105 for misdemeanor if we don't wear the mask. That's so insane. This is the government. I'm supposed to hand over this case, Lane Maxwell. You know, right, right. It's, so and that's where that's where I'm at. Do you I, do you feel like they're uh, they're just fishing for Trump? This being election year, do well, you think they're trying to look at the everything, on everything, top of that everything, everything, everything from COVID nineteen to, to Ghislaine Maxwell to Epstein, everything that we well, I'm not even a, I'm not even a Trump guy. I'm not a right winger or anything, you know. Right. I'm a, so the, so my politics aside, I'll try to get everything that they try to stick on Trump onto yeah. the people who are doing the bad things. They always stick it on Trump. So yeah, Ghislaine, COVID nineteen, a voter suppression. Everything right. is going to be blamed on Trump this year. It's election year, guys. It's well, not to, looking pretty. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> to kind of add to that, um, if you look at her charges, her charges only stem from '93 to '97, a, a four-year window when we we know for a fact that she was connected to Epstein far beyond those years. Those possibly happen to be the same years that Trump might have been affiliated with Epstein. So for them to only be charging her in that small time frame there leads me to believe maybe they're fishing for Trump in that time frame. Well, the Lincoln Project, who's been a strong voice to take down Trump and was really the uh, the starting voice to do the whole uh, Russia, Taliban killing soldiers, you know, you know, Russians paying the Taliban to kill the Russian soldiers. They're the forefront of that uh, movement. That had totally been debunked, and then they came out with the Ghislaine Maxwell saying, oh, look what Trump said, I wish her the best. And then they go over her crimes, and then they play the video again of Trump saying, oh, I wish her the best. I wish I would have seen the same videos and the same uh, critics doing that to, to the other people that were affiliated with sure. Epstein or Ghislaine Maxwell. So it's it's such sad way to see America being divided on heavy 
mm-hmm. heavy issue. It shouldn't be political about COVID-19. It shouldn't be political right. about child trafficking. Mm-hmm. It's all Trump's fault now, and it just doesn't make me a Trump guy, but you, right. can't even have a, you can't even have a civil discussion without even being anti-Trump, pro-Trump. Mm-hmm. It's what a hell of a ride. And on the same side, on the same thing, the other side of it, you get all the right-wingers or the Q people that are saying, oh, it's this big Democrat um, um, conspiracy or this big Democrat elite uh, freaking child trafficking ring. And it's like, it's not just Democrats. If you look at the names on the list, it's not just Democrats. Yes, a lot of people in Hollywood are Democrats and a lot of um, the people implicated are, but it's not, it's not a, it doesn't take a political side. Right. Like in these disgusting um, things don't don't follow politics at all. It's just people in high places who think they are above the law, who think they are more important than the law, and don't have to follow the same rules. That's what it is. It's not a Democrat or a Republican thing. It's not a Trump or a Bill Clinton or a Hillary Clinton thing. It's it's a bunch of gross, disgusting people. Mm-hmm. Mm, absolutely, and I think the one suspect that needs to be looked at, and he's being very, very he's he's is Alan Dershowitz, right? Because he's well, he done was... a lot of things with a lot of people, yeah. and even Gary J. Byrne, he said that he could wish he he wishes just to wake up one day where this wasn't a reality which just mm-hmm. shows that there's a lot of people connected to Dershowitz and mm-hmm. a lot of people in DC are not liking him right now well the latest about a week ago is that Dershowitz helped pen the um the the plea deal that Epstein took the first time he was arrested that he was part of that um plea deal and the other one that had full support of it was Prince Andrew. He had his fingers and he was um, uh, lobbying for a a plea deal for Epstein. So the people that are the highest implicated are the people that also had their hands in this plea deal, which inevitably um, saw that co-conspirators couldn't get charged with anything, that they had uh, blanket immunity. So, of course, if these people are involved, of course they're going to um, try to get this this sweetheart deal where co-conspirators don't get charged because who would be the ones to benefit the most from that? The co-conspirators. I honestly I honestly think she's just she's the fall girl. She's the she's being the scapegoat. Right. And, and I think but at the same time she's not her charges are so weak. It's like she's getting a slap in the face that it's it's that's all it is. It's a slap in the face but still gets to she's still alive. And I don't want her to be killed, but I'm saying if she's still alive, then she must not be a big of a threat as Epstein was. Yeah. Or, yeah, or she's not going to hand over. And and the most I think that'll come out of it is somebody big will take a fall for it. Like maybe Prince Andrew, who stepped down from his royal duties a year or so ago already, who isn't really involved in on that side. And he's, he's the most, um, public figure that's being pointed at right now. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be kind of like the Weinstein thing where um, somebody takes the fall for it, and whether it's uh, Maxwell or whether it's Prince Andrew or somebody like that, that somebody pissed off somebody probably, and they're like, you know what, you're going to take the fall for this. And you you look at, at not just this situation or this scenario, but you look at in Hollywood or in... Um, politics when somebody big falls hard like that it's 
it seems like it's usually a way to just cover everything up and sweep it under the rug. Like, oh, we got our, our pound of flesh. Right. And right now you're seeing, um, for example, Ellen DeGeneres is like falling hard and like everybody is coming out of the woodwork accusing her kind of like Bill Cosby, but not the same, not like the sexual stuff, but just like how horrible of a human she is. And a year She's ago a or a month ago, mm-hmm. even a month ago, nobody in the public would have even thought that she was anything more than just like giving, caring, funny, um, um, happy-go-lucky person. But now she's the, made out to be this horrible human. And she's like, who the hell is she taking a fall for? And who'd she piss off that they're throwing her to the wolves now? Right. She should have done better dance moves. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> On her couch. Yeah, the other part mm-hmm. of that is I saw, um, I guess, during the whole uh, Trump impeachment um, I guess Dershowitz came out in, in defense of Trump. And so then there were people saying that they felt like Dershowitz is trying to gain favor with Trump in case something comes after him. Maybe he can get some kind of leniency. So, yeah. And people don't remember that Dershowitz is a big Democrat. He is. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, it, that was crazy. Yeah. So Dershowitz is a very, uh, he's suspect number one, but man, he, uh, yeah. He'll get away with it. Sad yeah. to say, and it hurts me to say it, but I mean, what are you going to do? It is he's an evil-looking, evil, disgusting-looking evil, disgusting human, as is. <laughs> like, If there's anybody that's like an evil villain-looking character, it's Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. No, uh, and they're, they're going to did take any... Watch... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask, did you, guys, did you guys watch the series True Detective, the season one? Oh. No, it's Warren on my Harrison watch list. And, uh, Matthew McConaughey? I haven't seen it yet, though. Oh, okay. Well, well, you got you asked or you guys asked earlier who would you know or um, sort of just saying who would be taking the fall after if Gisland were to name someone high. Mm-hmm. I would think it would be Prince Andrew. You watch that interview he did. He is oh, not yeah. the smartest of the royal family. <laughs> so I wouldn't be. And the royal family is really just falling apart. I mean, they're yeah. all splitting. They're all splitting up. The the old dynasty is is really just history. Like literally, look like history. Yeah. And yeah, and Prince Andrew just looks like a complete idiot. So why wouldn't they just say, "Get him out of here"? Just let him. Just—he's yeah. not part of. It. I mean, he—he he exposed us too much, and he's just a fucking idiot. Just get him out yeah. of here. Well, you got him falling apart. Then you got who was the one that married Meghan Markle? Uh, Prince, not uh, William, the other one. His son, yeah. Harry. Harry yeah, Harry. Uh, that's the one. Moot, like left, and they're all just like dropping out. Yeah, I see how it's falling apart, but. Prince Andrew is like the George Bush of the Bush family for the royal family. <laughs> Just like, how did we get this guy? Right. Have you ever seen Corky Romano? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you got the big um, um, <laughs> mafia family, the mobster family, yeah. and you got Corky Romano that just like... <laughs> um, the, you're, you're saying Prince Andrew, Andrew is Corky? 100%. <laughs> Absolutely, or he's the Tommy boy <laughs> of the family. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, I mean, what's the worst that they can do to him? Strip him of his title, like you said, he's already lost his, um, you know, any inherit inheritance or geez, inheritance that he would have had. Yeah, he has no royal duties anymore. Yeah. He's lost. He's. I mean, he's just he, nothing, he just so. is exiled to his castle. Right, and if they can as far um, separate themselves from him, then nothing ever comes back on them because it seems like they're separating themselves from him. 
a year or so ago, right? Like before, this was really becoming mainstream news. So, um, yeah, they're not going to look further into the royal family if they further separate themselves from him. No. And and nobody Which is may answer touching why Harry never even. Yeah, yeah. What'd you say, Bill? Oh, I said nobody's touching the Clinton angle, really. No, so. not at all. I mean, they they brought it up, but the most they've said is in the papers was that um. Oh, what's her name? Virginia Giffer. Oh, um, Virginia Roberts. Roberts. So, yeah, her new name's Giffer. Oh, Virginia Giffer. Roberts. Roberts. Right. Yeah, and she was the one that was. She said she had seen Bill Clinton there, right. and she was like, "What's Bill Clinton doing?" And um, Epstein's like, "Well, he owes me." And so, and that's as far as it's gone. What they've said, it didn't say that he she'd seen him having sex with minors. It didn't say that nope. Yeah, she'd seen him doing anything. It's just she he owed Epstein a favor, and yeah. so that's why he was there. I've seen more attention on the fact that Virginia Roberts performed some of her duties at Mar-a-Lago than I have about Clinton being seen on the island. Right, and that gives credence to the Trump angle again. Exactly. So, Beto, what's going on with your show lately? Well, ah, man, it's been... It's just been covering COVID-19, and we uh, also had uh, Donald Jeffries on the show. He has written numerous books. The latest one is uh, Crimes and Cover-Ups in Politics, uh, forwarded by Ron Paul and praised by Luel Lockwell and a bunch of libertarians, and uh, had him on to talk about... um, three chapters of his book called Hidden History, and that was uh, JFK, Ronald Reagan, the assassination attempt of Ronald Reagan, and uh, Obama. And the reason I had those three chapters discussed is because, well, the first one I would say would be the successful coup that happened to this country. And then Mm -hmm. the uh, assassination attempt of Ronald Reagan was to show that the power structures was not only closer, but it was... It, there, it was done because right after Reagan, we had Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama. And what do you ever say about Trump? I think his strings are his contingent, but that's a discussion for another day. The point is, is that I had him go over Obama too, because I think Obama was supposed to be really just the perfect cover for what is still being rolled out under Trump. Again, not to try to talk into Trump, but the specifics with the Jeffries was to show show that there is something behind the scenes deeper than what we can, you know, you know, imagine. And what that means is that there are, you know, bankers, there are corporate entities, there is a military industrial complex, there are, you know, foreign interests that are looking to siphon off our American jobs to, you know, gain you know, not only superiority over their nation by weakening their citizens by working as, you know, in third world nations for these big corporate entities that are Americans, but at the same time, you can't even call, but see, I'm just going to rant here because I haven't been on my show for a while, but but the point of the Donald Jeffries episode was just just to get everyone to see that there is, there is, you know, whatever you want to name it, deep state, the elite, globalists, they are there, and if you can't see it now, I don't know what else uh, I can do. I don't know what else people need to witness. I kept on asking him. I'm like, because he's been in the game for a while. He's been there. You know, Roger Stone, he's been close to these guys. I'm like, what do 
the public need to see? And he's not even, and Donald was not even, a, Donald Jeffries is not a Trump guy. He thinks he's an actor. You know, right. he thinks he's just, you know, you know, he's just, and I think, I think Donald Trump is an opportunist. Like, yeah. knew the internet way before the politicians did. And he just gets whatever he can just to, you know, get, you know, get some money for Americans, but also get himself some, you know, some goodies after he's long gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so yes, I, I'm trying to still spread the message of there is something out there and we can discuss the differences on what the solutions we believe are the answers. Uh, but can we at least, there's a, can we at least admit there's a problem, you know, and I mean, there's a, I mean, I don't know what's happening in 2020, but there has to, there had to be something at CERN where they just turned that simulate, like they turned something on there mm-hmm. where our world had become uh, stranger things up is down and down is up. I mean, <laughs> right, like I mentioned right. earlier, it's the mask are now the political, like COVID-19 people are saying it's super mega scary. And then people are saying it's fake, dude, take off your mask. And then there's yeah. people saying, put on your mask. And then you have, you know, a whole city here saying and doing what we are supposed to do in a pandemic. And then now we're being charged six months after the fact that it's here for misdemeanors on a mask. And I'm right. not pro or anti-mask, but it just shows there's a, I'm telling you, there's a mental health crisis in this country yeah. that is yeah. unspoken. And it's just being grown thanks to these things. And I'm not bashing, and I'm talking about social media. Right. And that's really what I think I'm seeing right now, just being so involved. And just talking with you, Craig, back like two years ago, even before mm-hmm. I joined with you guys, I was like, man, when was the last time I talked to him? Right. It's been, I mean, it's two been years a while. ago. And like everything we talked about, it's being memed. Everyone's either making fun of it or they mm-hmm. just can't, you know, they're, or they can't sleep because now they're just, you know, they're tweaking out about it. And I think everything's a, everything is suspect now. Every symbol is now got to deal with Nambla or QAnon. QAnon is being praised. You know, even more now anti-Trumpers are now being pro-Trumpers because they think that he's taking out the pedophile rings and, and right. pro-Trumpers are saying, oh, look, he's now part of the Epstein thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you are just, you're just regurgitating what the internet just told you. And it's not the internet, right. it's the AI, it's the algorithms. It's yeah. now been turned on that social media is now mainstream that we create our own propaganda we don't need these big tv screens that produce our own reality we do it right. ourselves absolutely and being i am being lied to for so long and not wanting to hear the truth when we do hear it now that we have the internet we can create our own bubbles and we don't have to hear about the scary things we don't have to hear the truth or we we, we create our own truth we create mm-hmm. our own reality and that's where we're going to start seeing very, very dull side people. And it's and Twitter and Facebook is going to produce in the real world. You think mm-hmm. that Twitter's a crazy world now? Wait until it goes onto the streets. It's it's going to, and that's just my perspective of, of just being in podcasting with the show and with the topics that I've gone over for so long. It's well, it's gone to this point. Where I think we're in a mental health crisis, and no one knows about it because everyone's drinking smoking mm-hmm. arguing it's so it's so sad and disgusting but people like us talking about it means that there's others talking about it so there right. is there is a there is a future for us we need to spread the message about 
Well, it makes you wonder if a lot of these memes and stuff that are going around and getting shared around and getting more traction, if they're not generated by people that are trying to push some narrative, because that's the way people like get information these days. They don't get it from the news or from commercials or what, what have you. They get it from memes on Facebook. So how many of these memes that become viral overnight aren't generated from, like you said, like AI or, or, or some, some, some group that's trying to push some narrative, not from where memes were, uh, Kind of like the the way that we spread things among our st- amongst ourselves, um, and it's just created by a user, and it just gets spread around by users. Now, like who's to say that they're not being created by some like big organization that's trying to push a, a narrative? Right. Exactly, because you know, you and I, and I'm sure others are listening, or you know, or in the groups that we are in, or even our friends and family. We see things that they share memes and it makes sense and you're like, oh, that's what that would be something Craig would share share or, or whoever. But then you just start seeing people who aren't political or who never talk about these things and you just start seeing it over and over on your feed. You're like, wait a minute, what is this? Or even the their post doesn't have to be a meme, something they talk about because they saw someone else talk about it. It's so that's so yeah, social media is a new uh it's um it's the new giant that we're facing in, in uh it's going to be an interesting decade because uh, 2020 was just a just the starting point of uh, what social media can do in the midst of a depression slash pandemic we can't right. even get along yeah, yeah. Uh, and this last couple of weeks you know with those frontline doctors you know kind of being censored from uh, social media and even their own websites being kind of taken off is when you start well, at least for me start hearing the term big tech you know, like, okay, this is the new entity. It's big tech, you know, and so it's not it's not media, it's big tech. Right. Well, <clears throat> Beto, we're getting short on time here. Um, go ahead and plug your show for us so people can know where to hear more from you and know where to find you at. Yeah, so it's uh, Thought and Conduct. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Instagram, and you can follow us at Think and Lead IA. That's Think and Lead IA on Twitter. And it was great uh, talking to you guys. Yeah, man, it was great. Like I said, it's been a couple of years. I mean, you you chime in the chats every now and then, and I see your your posts all over Facebook. So, I mean, I, I kind of know what's going on with you, but we haven't got to sit down and chat for a while. So it's great to have you on, and um, great to talk to you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have a good one, and uh, you guys uh, have enjoy the week, and uh, – yeah, we'll see where everything goes for the rest of the year, and uh, hope your podcast keeps on. Podcast keeps on growing, man. Awesome, man! Thanks Thank a lot. You. Thanks again. Um, we'll have to get you on again sometime. Uh, have a good night, and we'll talk to you next time. Right, see you. All right, peace. That was Beto from the Thought and Conduct podcast. Like he said, you can find him all over social media or on Spreaker, and. Um, yeah, uh, check him out. He's he's a cool guy. Um, he has a lot of good things to say. Um, had a couple more stories I want to pick out, pick apart before we let you go. Um, Bill, I'm not sure if you had seen this one. It was uh, Bernie Sanders had proposed uh, taxing the extremely wealthy a one-time tax of like 60% of what they made. In because um, we talked about how billionaires made like right. 525 billion dollars in yeah. the last three months or four months or what what have you. Mm-hmm. And so 
he's proposing a 60% tax on what they made during this crisis. So wow. that 525, 535 billion, a, a 60% tax on that, which would be what roughly like 280 billion or 300 billion dollars somewhere mm. in there. So the, this is Bernie Sanders. Obviously, he's the one proposing this. Um, this is from Bernie Sanders' own website, berniesanders.com, actually. So the key points are, I'll just read through the key points, and um, we'll just talk maybe for a couple minutes before we go. And if you have another story or anything we want to get into, um, this talks about key points are established an annual, annual tax on the extreme wealth of the top 0.1%. So he's talking... Also, an annual tax, so it must be more than just that. Hmm. Um, only applied to net worth over thirty-two million, and which funny, he probably makes thirty-one million. Is probably why <laughs> right. I said it at thirty-two. Um, only apply net worth of thirty-two million, and anyone who has net worth of less than thirty-two million would not see their taxes go up at all. Um, will raise an estimated four point three five trillion over the next decade. So this is a completely different plan than what I had read. Okay. So this is just an overall like annual tax hmm. will raise 4.35 trillion over the next decade and cut wealth of billionaires in half wow. over 15 years so we're talking a big chunk of change for the top 0.1 percent hmm. um, which substantially break up the concentration of wealth and power of this small privileged class and ensure that the wealthy are not able to evade the tax by implementing strong enforcement policies what do you think about that that one there. <laughs> that well, proposal. I mean, we, we just talked about that. So, I mean, again, it's the loopholes you got to worry about. My curiosity would be how many of those people who made those billions of dollars um, would move out of the country, right? Right, exactly. I mean, right. if you saw a 60% tax coming your way, wouldn't you just move away for 10 years? Right. <laughs> and we already see it with uh, the... Um, the jobs going out of the country right. to save money. So why wouldn't the billionaires move out of the country? Absolutely. We see actors moving out of the country right now, like Tom Hanks moved to Greece or right. what, what have you. And so um, there's other countries out there that probably would be more than happy to oh, have yeah. even like a 10% of the taxes of billionaires come in. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't they just move to Costa Rica, you know? <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, so I mean, Who it doesn't want to move to Costa Rica. Exactly. I mean, I I understand you know the thinking here. Like, okay, the, these guys they need to be taxed more, you know, and we can put that money towards social programs or whatever. So I understand. I'm not saying I agree with it. I understand it. But again, th they don't live in a bubble. You mm -hmm. know, it's like they can easily they have the funds. They probably have houses in other countries as it is. They would be more than Offices happy to have these other guys. Countries? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, they'd be more than happy to, to have them come, you know, to, to cut whatever taxes to get them to come to their country. And then they would get that tax revenue. Right. You know, and consumerism. Right. So it, it just, you know, and, and what are you going to do? Tell them they can't move away? I mean. Yeah, that's like, like, like I said, they have offices and, and factories in the other country. It'd just be a matter of transferring yeah. their main operation over to the other country. Um, here's the article. The original one is Fox Business who reports this. It says, Bernie Sanders wants to tax Bezos, Bezos Musk, and Zuckerberg's outrageous pandemic wealth accumulation. It says, Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont said that the U.S. will tax billionaires' outrageous pandemic wealth incurred between the months of March and August 
a period when 50 million Americans applied for jobless aid. He said, we're going to tax Jeff Bezos. Who's we? Who's this we he's talking about? Uh, you know, it's always a we with them. Um, we're going to chat tax Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, and the other billionaires, outrageous pandemic wealth accumulation, so we can provide health care to our people. Um, that was our people, a, our people, you people, you people. Um, so that was a Twitter post that he had posted um, on August eighth. So can, yesterday, can you imagine Bezos and, and Zuckerberg? Like, whoa, 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 whoa! Same side, man. Come on, <laughs> right? Sanders co sponsored the Make Billionaires Pay Act. <laughs> Nicely, wow, that doesn't sound vengeful at all. Right, <laughs> subtle title there. Would impose a one-time sixty percent windfall tax on the seven hundred and thirty-one billion now. So our numbers were skewed because they were from a month ago. Okay. Um, seven hundred thirty-one billion dollars accumulated by four hundred sixty-seven billionaires over the six-month period. So maybe we were reading like the top billionaires, and this is four hundred sixty-seven gotcha. billionaires. All right. Says at the time at the time of enormous economic pain and suffering, we have a fundamental choice to make. Sanders said in a statement on Thursday, "We can continue to allow the very rich to get much richer while everyone else gets poorer and poorer, or we can tax the winnings of a handful of billionaires made during the pandemic to improve the health and wellness of tens of millions of Americans." Hmm. The legislation put forward in coordination with Senators Ed Markley of Massachusetts and. Kirsten Gillibrand of New York would raise $427 billion, which the senators say is enough to cover all Medicare expenses for every American for the next 12 months. So that's the end of that article. So, yeah, 60% tax on, and we had said it was kind of bullshit that they made the $700 billion in this time period. So, I mean, do you agree with that? Do we tax them and, and kind of get it back into the hands of the less fortunate, or or again, is this a, sl- a slippery slope to start? Yeah, I, I think you're you're looking at a slippery slope because, like you said, that's okay. That's this percentage of of the really rich this time. You know, I mean, how when do they expand it? You know, it's just how much are they going to come for next time? Like you said, it's already a ten year plan, right? So they're looking at doing it every ten years. Yeah, or I mean, every year for the next ten years. Right. So. Yeah. Um, you know, next year we might not have COVID, you know, knock on wood. So, right. you know, will it be the same kind of windfall for them at this point? I, I don't know. I mean, obviously I can't fathom a billion dollars, so it's um, hard for me to imagine $721 billion. Right, right. Again, lots of zeros. Yeah. But um, I, I don't – I think you – you know, when you come after private citizens, though, I think um, – and you single them out, you're just looking at um, damaging um, society. Yep. I'm trying to look up what Bernie Sanders' net worth is because I'm hoping it's like $31 million. Oh, that would be perfect. No, it says he has a net worth of estimated $2 million. So, no. I mean, he's not, he's he's not, not even in the wheelhouse. But I mean, he's not hurting for cash by no. any stretch. No, and he, he's got, what, like three or four houses? Yeah. So, you know, good thing he's for the little guy. Share, uh, share of the wealth, Bernie. Exactly. I mean, never exactly. worked Never worked a real job a day in his life. Um, career politician. Career politician, was an activist before that. Yeah, so, so he probably went into office with like 20000 in his pocket, and and now he's got $2 million. It's wonderful how politics works. That's kind of like the Obamas. How much are they worth now? I mean, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous that somebody can become a president and be the little guy, and then leave office, and all of a sudden they're mm-hmm. multi-millionaires. 
Oh, do you remember that book that Hillary wrote uh, before she ran saying how they were broke? <laughs> right. Know, like, of course they, he is. We have no money. You don't understand. It's like, all right, whatever. Barack Obama's net worth is $40 million now. Okay. And he was not a millionaire before he took office, so... Mm-hmm. And and they're the first ones to say you know America is just not it's not fair mm-hmm. so right if, if someone if only they could get rid of those student loans you know <laughs> exactly well we got anything else you got any more yeah. stories um, New York have you heard about all the the loveliness coming out of New York there's always loveliness coming out of there yeah. so you got to be way more specific okay so first of all the AG from New York wants to um, go after the NRA of course uh, saying that uh, she wants to get them for fraud. And then you got uh, the mayor of New York City who is setting up checkpoints to keep an eye out for people from, um, I think it was 22, no, 32 different states. Um, if they come into New York, they're going to be required to quarantine for 14 days. And if they don't, they're looking at a $10,000 fine. $10,000. That's fantastic. Yes. And so apparently uh, there is also a mass exodus leaving New York at this point, going to other states. No. Yes. Yes, I know. Can you believe it? The the Big Apple. (laughs) And uh, the governor is begging people to come back, saying, please, you know, we'll take care of you. Right. The mayor mayor of New York (laughs) says, no, you know what? We don't need them. We'll have other people come. <laughs> no, because once one leaves, they're all going to stay away. Yeah, they all hang I out mean, together. As much as these um, high-profile people like say that they're for the de- Democrat Party or what have you, once their wealth gets uh, tampered with, then they're like, you know what? Fuck you. We're out. Yeah. Well, the problem is they go to these other states. Like you know, you got this mass exodus coming from California to Texas. And they're trying to change Texas to be like California. It's like, haven't you learned your lesson? Yeah, you left there for a reason. Yeah, don't make, don't make California too. Nobody wants right. that sequel. Nobody needs that. <laughs> it's just a freaking mess going on in the country. I did hear um, that funeral that went on down in Florida. Yeah, uh, what was that? Was it guy? John Lewis? Yeah, um, all the politicians went there, and DC has a policy where if you go out of state. You have to quarantine yourself for 14 days. Well, yeah. the mayor of D.C. decided to um, kind of put a hold on that for the people and the politicians that went down to this funeral. Like, oh, that's okay. You don't have to quarantine for the 14 days if you went to this funeral because, you know, germs don't go to high-profile funerals like that. They just go to not. little nobody funerals like exactly. like somebody like Rich, our mom or something like that. Rich people don't get viruses. Right. Yeah, that just shows you how how bullshit the the COVID is. You know, it's like it doesn't apply to protest and high profile funerals. Mm-hmm. But you can't bury your grandpa. You know, right. no, 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 because you know that's dangerous. But John Lewis is a good guy, so we're gonna we're gonna give up all that so we can we can bury him. I could see him letting him go and still impl- just implement the fourteen day quarantine line to everyone yeah. else. Again, they're congressmen; they can afford to be locked up for fourteen days. And you know, I mean, what do they do anyways? Except for screw shit up. Mm-hmm. Well, we are sitting at like an hour and 37 minutes, so I think we might wrap this up for tonight. Um, This has been fun. This is like one of many bonus episodes that we want to get into. This is something that um, we just want to give you a taste of what it could look like. Um, It's getting a lot. It's not as dark as it looks on the screen, but it is getting dark. Sunlight over and yonder in the west. I told you when I hooked up, because I I put this light up here because I was like, it's probably going to get dark and we're going to be scrambling for a light because we tend to really over talk. And so 
I'm kind of no, glad I set that light up. No, it worked out perfect, actually. Right. So um, check us back out. Check us out on the social medias, facebook.com slash breakthebell, uh, Twitter at breakthebellpod, Instagram at breakthebellpod. I'm actually looking into different streaming services, like possibly streaming on Twitch or streaming on some other services. If you have any suggestions, let us know where you'd like to see us or hear us because, I mean, we're – we're new to this game and like the streaming game. And so wherever people are listening to stuff, I'd like to get there and just get a little more exposure. So if you have any suggestions, hit us up in the forum, hit us up in um, the comments and stuff and let us know um, some different options for us. Uh, It's getting kind of ridiculous in the world of social media with Twitter banning people, Facebook banning hashtags and stuff. So we're looking at different options, different platforms and stuff, just in case that we might need to get there. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll announce that more later. We're also looking at opening a, a merch store. So you can buy, like, our logo on a T-shirt or different things on T-shirt, different T-shirt designs or um, maybe hats or something like that. That'd be cool. So um, look forward to that. Um, we do plan on getting bonus content. Keep putting out bonus content, but we're looking at getting a subscription-based side of this, so a Patreon side of this. So um, if you are interested in supporting us and getting more and more bonus content, um, let us know. Um, we're, we're planning on kicking that off in the future. We don't have a tentative date for that yet because we're still just building the groundworks right now. So once the groundworks are established, we want to move on to bigger and better things. We want to establish ourselves a little bit before we spread ourselves too thin. So, um, yeah, we're just going to keep putting out as good of content as we can. Um, so, and people seem to be enjoying it. And, uh, like I said, this, this bonus content, we're not going to be doing it every week just yet. We will get to a point where we are doing bonus content every week. But like I said, that possibly will be in the subscription side so if you like this if you like this more laid back um back port setting or just like a bullshit fest then um um check like possibly um support us on patreon when we get that kicked off because um yeah you know you can call it a break the bell after dark after yeah it is dark now (laughs) or a sunday night cigar club or something um might end up with uh, lung cancer if we smoke too much, <laughs> which I smoke on every episode. So you'll get secondhand smoke being in the same room with me. So That's right. um, it's been fun. It's always been fun. Yes, definitely. Um, it's getting nice out. So it's nice to sit out and have a little bit different a setting than in our stuffy, stuffy little office room there that we usually podcast yeah. out of. No, I like it. I like it a lot. You got anything else to say before we? No, get just out of here? Uh, make sure you catch us on our our normal show. Um, when it's released on Wednesday, and that'll be a great show. We're doing an interview with um, uh, True Justice International, and um, don't miss that. Definitely don't miss that at all because it's going to be great. It was a fun conversation. Um, had a good time with them. We got with her. We got a lot of education. It was Tracy Klein. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll hear more about her on the show and and all the stuff that she's done. So check us out on Wednesday. Um, We're going to let you go now. Uh, Have a great rest of your Sunday night. Have a good week, and then we'll see you on Wednesday. And we're going to let this mellow music play us out. Absolutely.